For this is the day you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, somebody make some noise and stand on your feet. Good morning and happy Father's Day to everybody. Thank you for tuning in with us. Click the like button and the share button. Help me say this. Say, oh. Come on, lift your voice, everybody. See, oh. Say we're here for you. We're here for you. We're here for you. 
morning and good morning. Uh, please permit me to remind you, Vacation Bible School begins this coming month, July. We're going to have it July 12, 13, and 14. So if any of you would like to volunteer or assist us, we will really, really appreciate that. Amen? Uh, please register your children also so that we know how much preparation we need to make for our young ones. Also, if you volunteer, we will appreciate that you also register so we know you are available 
and the registration will take place right there in the lobby. As you come in, there are some of our staffs waiting to take your information. I look forward to seeing every one of you at the vacation Bible school. Amen. Also, I want to remind everybody that we are having a lot of praise reports. And I just want you to know we, we rejoice with those of you that are blessed and with new homes and those of you that went to the hospital, the Lord healed you. Uh, these are good reports and we celebrate you. We thank God for you. And please, let's continue to, to pray for one another. And please make sure you get your fascination for the COVID-19. And it's not completely over. Make sure you get not one shot, but two. Um, they are even suspecting of some variants coming in. So as much as possible, let's continue our COVID protocol in this house. So do your best to, to wash your hand regularly. And so it's, it's even a good idea to continue to use your uh, face mask until further notice. So just because the governor say it's okay not to wear one. Um, we don't have to limit ourselves to that. So just continue to walk with wisdom. And also, we have all these sanitizers in the building. Take advantage of them. Um, make sure that you, you sanitize your hands and, and do your best to maintain distance from people. Is that all right? So when you come in, we will check your temperature. Uh, do not be offended by that. We're just trying to make sure that our church stays healthy. Glad to see Brother Bruce Harrell back with us in the house today. Amen. That is truly a blessing. He was sick, and the Lord healed him. And amen. Honestly, I knew he would be healed because every time he opened his mouth, faith comes, comes out. So thank God for the doctors. They will assist you, but you have to have faith. You have to have the will to live. And if you don't have it, find you a reason to live. Whether it's your children, whether it's your, your future, whether it's the mission or dream God gave you, find you a reason. Just tell the devil, no, I'm not going to die. I will live and not die. All right? That's how you do it. God will give you a reason. You see, I still have things to do. Amen. Uh, we're glad to have all of you, our guests, here with us. Uh, if 
you are here today worshiping with us for the first time after church, please stop by at our guest station in the lobby. We have a gift just for you. That's our way of saying thank you for joining us to worship this morning. Amen. I even see one of our, our leaders in the community, Brother Mante. Mante is the CEO of the Cabrini Hospital. Amen. We are so honored to have you here this morning. Thank you for taking out of your busy schedule. And he came with his family. What a blessing. So you ought to thank God for that. Amen. These are people that are keeping us healthy. These are people that are creating employment. And it's such a joy. He even partnership with our church to give fascination. All those shirts that we gave out came from Cabrini Hospital. It didn't come from Africa. <laughs> so we are grateful, grateful, grateful. It's a joy to be able to work together. Talking about fascination, I'm also pleased to report one of our local leaders here, Brother... Ed Labadan, um, he worked with us during the fascination, if you all remember, and we are grateful just to be able to collaborate. That's what it's all about. We ought to do more of that. In case you all don't know, that's one way we roll around here. Uh, we collaborated with the LSUA with their nursing program and health program. So they come here with their doctors and professors and we provide the people for them to examine and work on. And the examinations are free. The results are confidential. It was a perfect program. Amen. We collaborated with Calvary Baptist Church and also uh, the Pentecostals of Alexandria. Those are the three large churches here in this community. And we do National Day of Prayer. And all the three pastors we meet once a month just to brainstorm and see how we can make the community better. So I'm just trying to let you know what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, we collaborated with KLB Television. When you watch their weather report, your church bought the equipment. It cost us thousands and thousands of dollars. Thanks to all of our deacons, I shared the vision with them. They bought into it. And we invested $300,000. And in return, we got more than $1 million worth of here time. So, amen. That's how it works. So you have to run the church like a business. It's not just uh, free fall. We're not just making it up as we go. <laughs> you have to have strategic plan, a clear mission, a clear vision, and then you follow through whatever you are assigned to do. 
have collaborated also with God Chaser. That's our local national ministry here. They bring all the national speakers in. They don't have a building. We provide a building. We turn on the light. We pick up the bills and utility. Then we expose the community to national speakers. So the game is collaboration. So when we come together like that, then together we're stronger. All right? So don't be surprised that we work with Cabrini Hospital uh, and the local politicians here. It doesn't matter to me whether they're Democrats or Republicans. God has delivered me from all those small mind thinking. So I just want to help the people. And Mr. Ed Labadon, uh, not only did he appreciate the collaboration with them, he sent us a check for $500. Um, so when you see him, you shake his hand, you tell him. So it's not about what party belongs, about doing things to make community better. All right, all minds clear. Uh, thanks to all of our guests, pastors that are here. I see Pastor uh, Benny Edison. We thank you. We love you. Uh, any other ministers of the gospel? Praise the Lord. Anybody wants to be a preacher? We will celebrate you also. Don't stand up. Sit down. <laughs> Shall we all stand? Let's just say, uh, oh, how I love Jesus.
your Bible with me, please turn it to the book of Malachi, chapter 4. While you're opening your Bible, permit me to remind everybody we have what we call Pastor's Club. It's an opportunity for you to give in this club together to raise funds for our new building project. We are trying to build a $3 million edifice to help our young people keep them off the street and keep them out of jail. So we need your help. If you want to be a part of that membership, I pray for them every month, every week, every day so you can give a thousand dollars to be a gold member five hundred dollars to be a silver member a hundred dollars to be a wood member and fifty dollars to be a clay member mm -hmm. so that means everybody is welcome in the pastor's club. And 100% of all your giving shall be devoted to helping our youth. So we just want to build a Chuck E. Cheese kind of place, get them off the streets, let them spend time having positive fun. The book of Malachi, chapter 4, verse number 6. Malachi chapter 4, verse number 6. The Bible says, And God shall turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will turn the hearts of the children to their fathers. If that don't happen, he said, lest he will come and smile, smite the heart with a curse. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. It is real, it is true, and it's quite profound. Holy Spirit, help me to explain your word. Glorify yourself in this house. Somebody come to receive. Father, I pray that you will feed us with bread from heaven. Somebody need your touch, your healing. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will touch us in a very special way. Use me as a channel, as an instrument. I know you have a message for your people. I'm just a mouthpiece. Lord, I thank you that you brought people to come. Everyone here, you brought them here. And I thank you that you will send more people at 10 a.m. Thank you that the word of God will not return forward. Do your wonders in our midst today. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 
you may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, The Portrait of a Godly Father. I just want to give you a picture of what a godly father looks like. Let me start by saying happy, happy Father's Day to every one of our fathers in the house. To all of our fathers in the house, I want you to know we're here to celebrate you. We're here to love on you. We want to encourage you and just remind you of what God said concerning the office. You're very special to us, and we thank God for your ministry. With all the fathers in the house, please stand. If you're a father, we just want to just look at God. Just look. Wow. To God be the glory. We are so grateful. Thank you, Coach, for being here. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's celebrate all this. Amen. What a blessing. We love you. We are proud of you. This church has a special gift for every father in the house today. So before you leave here today, be assured that somebody will come to you and give you a gift. That's our way of saying thank you for your ministry. By the way, permit me to mention to you, in case you don't know, that God uh, never called himself a mother. So you need to, uh, I'm going to keep it very simple today. So he only addressed himself as father. No disrespect to you ladies, but I want you to know, brothers, the office that you hold is very, very special. You are holding the same title that God attributed to himself. So when I ask everybody to clap for you, I know something. I take special pleasure. I do a lot of things in life. I'm a lawyer by trade. I'm a dean. I'm a professor. I'm vice president of a college and all that. And I'm a pastor and I'm a TV evangelist. I do a lot of things. But the most important thing to me is being a father. That's the most important. All this other stuff, I smile, I pretend as if I don't speak English. Because I know what is primary to me. So thank you for the office that you hold. Don't take it lightly. It's a serious business. And I just come by permission of the Holy Spirit just to encourage you and just to build you up and and just celebrate you for a few minutes. Amen? Amen? The topic is the portrait of a godly father. That's the passage I read to you is from the book of Malachi. That was the last book in the Old Testament. And you remember how the Bible says everybody was wise in their own way. Everybody is 
tripping basically, and basically God shut down the heavens for 400 years. He did not say a word. But he said something before he shut the system down. And what I read to you is one of the last statements God made to this planet Earth before he shut down for 400 years. So it's a serious business. And guess what he told him? He said, hey, folks, the day will come when I will turn the hearts of children towards their father. And I will turn the hearts of the fathers towards their children. And he said, if that don't happen, then I will curse that country. Just think about it. There are three themes that you can pick up in that one verse. Number one is fatherhood, the hearts of fathers. And number two, you will see what we call realignment. He's saying I will, I, will, I will line up things as the way it should be. Father and children, I bring them back together. And the third thing that's important is they say if I don't have the fathers and children line up, I'll curse that country. I can tell you whenever you see a country that is cursed, it's because the men are out of, space, out of state, out of position. So God is in the business of realignment. So if that don't happen, then that country is cursed. Let me start out by talking to you about fatherhood. Who is a father? How will you define fatherhood? Where the Bible, as you well know, is written primarily in two languages. All right? The Old Testament is written in Hebrew. The New Testament, for the most part, is written in Greek. Say, I got it. All right. So, you want to understand fatherhood, you have to look into the Hebrew word for it and the Greek word. The Hebrew word for fatherhood is Abba. All right? Some of you will call me Baba. I have my brother from the motherland here, Jude. Jude will often refer to me and say, Baba, how you doing? So it's from that word, Abba. All right? So, and then the Greek word for father is called pater, P-A-T-E-R. Both words in Hebrew and in Greek means the same thing. What does it mean? It means a father is a source. So if you're a father, you're a source. What did I call you? You are also a sustainer. I want you to know who you are, what you do. Don't pay attention to what this lady said to you. They, they don't know. Bless their heart. You just need to know who you are and do your thing. Another word for fatherhood is called foundation. 
Brother Deacon, come up here. Let me, let me try to. So think of those three words. Number one. Source. Amen. Hold this cup. Hold it. All right. See? I want you to. The Bible is not really complicated. My assignment is to keep it simple. See? I'm having a bottle of water here. Supposing I pour some water in this glass cup. Now, the water in the hand of the King Jackson, what's the source of it? This is the source. So when the Bible calls you a source, that means your children are resource. I'm trying to help somebody. Did you get that? So don't make it complicated. This is the source, and that's the resource. And what is so good about it is that whatever is in the source is also in the resource. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> One time, Philip asked Jesus Christ. He said, Reverend, show us the Father, and we will believe. Jesus said, are you an idiot? Don't you learn anything hanging around me? When you have seen the resource, you've seen the source. Are you still here? Thank you, Brother Dickie. So it is not difficult to understand your job as a father. Every one of your children are your resource. Say amen to that. And ladies and gentlemen, you also need to know whatever you sourced or whatever you produce, to use another word, Guess what? You are commanded to sustain it. So when you see people that will not pay their child support, that will not take care of their children, what is missing is lack of knowledge, ignorance. When you see people arguing with the mama of their children and, and she no good and she's spending all the money and all that, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just lack of basic knowledge of the word of God. It doesn't matter what my wife does. I don't do things for my children because of her. In fact, to be honest with you, she's a non-factor in what I do as father. I sourced five bambinos. They are my resource. And so I am determined not only to know that those are my resources, not only to know that what's in me is in them. In fact, I get tickled when people will, will see my children in the community and they confuse them to be me. 
They think they're talking to me, but they're talking to my son. Why? Because whatever is in the source is in the resource. But I'm saying to you, whatever you source, brother, sustain it. Tell somebody I got it. Our father is a source. Our father is a sustainer. Also, I'm saying to you, our father is a foundation. I know a lot about foundation. I build a lot. You know, I build in Africa. I build here in America. I build homes and build churches. So I know when I talk about foundation. The foundation is the most important part of the building. Am I right about it? And a family is like a building. How did I know that? The Bible confirms it. The Bible says in Mark chapter 3, verse 25, it says, A house divided against itself. Guess what the Bible is talking about? It's not talking about physical building. It's talking about your family. <laughs> so the Bible knows that your family is like a building. It's like a house. That's why the Bible says, stop fighting against yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to also know when we say a father is foundation, you are the one that holds the whole family together. I know many of you mothers think you are, bless your heart. No, you're not. The Lord just sent you a pastor that is blunt and real, and I will keep it 100. You fathers, ladies and gentlemen, you are the foundation. Have you noticed that no building has two foundations? There's only one. That's why I told you, sisters, you have a role. But don't confuse your role. You are not yet. Hey, don't turn me off. You know I'm anointed. <laughs> so, you're not the foundation. The father of that family is the foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, then take a look at where the foundation is located. I'm trying to help you Americans to get some insight into the word of God. Where is the foundation located? At the bottom. So in your culture, when you go around telling yourself you're the head of the house, that's a lack of knowledge. You are actually the bottom of the house. <laughs> and nobody shouted today. See, that foundation holds everything on it. I see myself clearly as the bottom of the Dara house. You're looking at the Negro that hold it together. Yes, 
hands down. Know your role. Play that role with smile. And you know something? Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, when people show up to behold the house, people be taking pictures. They'll take pictures of the chandeliers. They might take pictures of the furnitures in the house. They might take pictures of the, of the curb appeals, the landscape. Have you noticed that no one take the picture of the foundation? I'm trying to help somebody today. There's a reason for that. Because the foundation is at the bottom. You don't really see it, but you know it's there. So, brothers, when you will call me sometime, pastor, they just don't appreciate me. If you notice, I don't respond. Sometimes I get in the flesh and just hang up on you. Because I'm a human being, I can only take so much of ignorance. So I, I just... Well, nobody say thank you to me. Thank you for what? For doing your job? <laughs> for taking care of children that you sourced? Come on now, work with me. So... Just do your job. Whether they remember to say thank you, whether they don't even remember to say thank you, just know that your job is to hold up the entire home. So you pay the bills. Yes, I said it. Pay the rent. Yes, I said it. Pay the note. Keep the family together. Stay focused. Real dad don't brag about what they've done. Nobody needs to take your picture. They don't even need to know you're there. But you know. Hey, and guess who else knows? God knows. And God will sustain you because God knows your importance. So when you're paying the rent, when you're paying the notes, when you're buying the groceries, when you make sure the light is on or whatever else you do, it is because that is your responsibility. I'm trying to give you a portrait of a good father. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, when you are nagging, you are complaining about what they didn't do, what they didn't say to you, who didn't appreciate you, you need to always remember that God appreciates you. In fact, if I have to get deep with you, it may well be the only reason you are still alive. I wish I could take some time off with you and, and we can sit down together one-on-one -on -one and get some chicken wings and, and diet coke. I probably would have been dead today. But God knew, look, 
I don't want that house to collapse. I need the foundation. In spite of myself, he sustained me. I, w- I wish I can really dig deep with you. It may well be the only reason God kept you alive. is because of your role as foundation. So ignore the attitude. I don't care even if it's coming from your wife. Ignore her. Tell my pastor, say I should ignore you. you. I give you permission to quote me. You just stay focused. Keep doing what God has called you to do. Let us not be weary. And well doing. In due season. You will reap. I mean, God will pay you in a way that will, it will blow your mind. It's a privilege to be a father. It's a privilege to be identified with the creator of the universe. And let me tell you something. Just trying to make you give your portrait. The reality is that if the wall of a house got messed up, that's no problem. If the plumbing of the house got messed up, that's no problem. Am I right about it? What if the window cracked? No problem. We can always fix that. What if the paint got mixed up? The paint is, is peeling off. Every now and then, my folks will tell me, your property over here, your property over there, the paint itself, or the roof. I say, no problem, just get another roof. But if the foundation get cracked, try to help you, brothers. If the foundation, you know what the Bible, I'm amazed how deep the Bible says. The Bible says if the foundation is messed up, what can the righteous do? Well, let me help you, Central Louisiana. I'm always amazed why God would send somebody from the jungles of Africa to come talk to you. But I'm just a mouthpiece. That's all I am. God has a message for this community. And he's just using me as a mouthpiece. In fact, he made it so easy. He draw the crowd. Ain't that something? This church was a little bitty church. Just look what God has done. He draw the crowd. And then he assured me. He said, Lo, I'm with you. I got your back. You know, there's a lot of problem going on now, uh, shooting the community and, and all fighting, young people wandering the street and the jailhouses getting younger and younger and everybody wants to blame, uh, let's blame the mayor, let's blame the police, let's blame this. You really want me to tell you the foundation is messed up. That's the problem. 
If you want us to fix it, brothers, go home and be a good father. All of a sudden, every problem in this community will go down. Try to help somebody. If the foundation is messed up, what can the righteous do? You see, what I'm sharing with you now, by permission of the Holy Spirit, not only did the Holy Spirit knows it, but the devil knows it. That is why the devil is, this is my trouble, some of you, the devil is not interested in your wife. She's just the wall. The devil is interested in that foundation. You, you brother, he knows if he can knock you down, the whole house is in trouble. Just look at his way of operating. Look at all the mess that we have to deal with. He comes after the man. You are the most important part. That's why you're always on top of the devil's list. Look at your television ad. Always showing naked women. Do you think we are trying to get the women? No, we're trying to get you men. Because the devil knows if I can knock down the, the foundation. Look at the porno industries. Do you think that's targeting women? Come on, you sure. You, you smart, you know. The devil is targeting the man. Ladies and gentlemen, look at all the dirty magazines. Look at all the dirty books. Alcohol. Drugs. The primary target is you brothers, fathers, because he knows if I can knock that out, everything else becomes a struggle. By the way, if you want to study a little Bible, when Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, in case you don't know, Miss Eve, ate the fruit, and absolutely nothing happened. Ain't that something? Long before Mr. Adam showed up, he, he picked the fruit. He took, she took a bite. She chewed it. She digested it. And absolutely nothing happened. Then the Bible said, Brother Baba showed up. And she gave the fruit to Brother Baba. And when Brother Baba took a bite, palm, everything messed up. In your getting, get understanding. Isn't it amazing that when God showed up, God didn't say, Miss Eve, 
Come here, we're going to have a come to Jesus meeting today. He said, Adam, where are you? There's a reason for all that. You know why I get so serious on this subject? Because it's a God thing. And look at the data today. Time Magazine recorded the presence of a father determines the success of the child. That's the people in the world. <laughs> they have enough sense to know what your pastor is teaching you now. They also recorded that fatherlessness is the most destructive trend in America today. I know you all want to talk about Iran, and let's talk about Russia. Let's talk about North Korea. Let's talk about China and all these big, big words. See, uh, your pastor is privileged to hang around very high people in the society. And I get tickled when I go to their meetings. Many times I don't say a word because I say, man, these people need some understanding. Basic Bible understanding. The real problem is within America, not outside the America. We got to deal with family. We got to deal with the problem of fatherlessness. And I say this with utmost, utmost humility. Many of you see me as just another preacher. But you see, at that college right there called Louisiana College, when I say I'm the dean, I'm the dean of what? There's a school called School of Human Behavior. I know human beings. In that school, I have departments, psychology, social work, criminal justice, sociology, all kinds of degrees there. You see, social science, all those, all those departments, they've done extensive studies. And they've concluded the number one need today in society. His fathers. In fact, they link lack of fathers in the house to all the social problems in our society. Examples. Boys running around with guns. What's the real problem? Fatherlessness. Boys messing with drugs. Boys getting in trouble with crimes. You always, you see the world has studied. Scientists have studied. They know the root cause. Girls with babies. Girls run away. We know what the problem is. And you know the amazing thing is that research so about 63% of all of our youth, they are facing suicide problems. 
trying to kill themselves. What is the root cause? Fatherlessness. About 90% of all the runaways was the root cause? Fatherlessness. About 85% of youth behavior, all the disorders that we're dealing with, was the cause? Fatherlessness. The amazing thing is that social science linked the problem of fatherlessness to school dropout, drug addiction, suicide rate among the youth, mental illness, sexual abuse. I can go on and on with data, with statistics. Well, let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says in Luke chapter 16, verse 8, it said the children of this world, they are wiser than the children of light. You know what that means? Sometimes the church, you need to go to these colleges. Go to LSUA, go to Louisiana College, go to Northwestern. They, they are wiser than folks in the, in the church. They've already told you what the problem is. The Bible also told you we need fathers. The scientists told you we need fathers. Social science told you we need fathers. How many evidence do we need? What is my message? If we want to stop the killings, Fathers, let's go to work. Let's do our job. The good news is that God wants to turn the heart of fathers to their children. That's good news, isn't it? God wants to turn the hearts of children towards their father. Amen. So it means whenever our country is under a curse is because the fathers are out of line, out of position. So briefly, I want to talk to you what we need to do. Now that you know what a father does. And then I will let you go home. What do we need to do? The Bible says we need to go back to Eden. What is Eden? The Garden of Eden. Ladies and gentlemen, if you study the, the Hebraic meaning of Eden, it's, it simply means a spot, a location. It simply means a doorway. See, the reason why nobody could find where Eden is is because it's just a spot. Look at all these archaeologists. They've been digging, digging. Where is the Garden of Eden? They can't find it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's an open door. It's, it's an open door where heaven can enter the earth. And so God puts Adam right there. Imagine a door. Between heaven and earth. And it puts the man right there. 
Another way to look at this, man was placed in the presence of God. You want to be a good father? Guess what you need to do? Get in the presence of God. All this foolishness, we're going to go party over here, party over there. We're going to sneak this and sniff that and get drunk and act ugly. No. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High got to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And by the way, you ladies, listen to me. When Eve showed up, guess where he met Adam? In the presence of God. Don't fool yourself trying to find your husband outside the presence of God. He will knock your teeth out. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem is that a lot of sisters who are in the church, good sisters, most churches are full of women. But then when it's time for them to, to find a husband, they will leave the presence of God. And then go to a nightclub. And now you find Brother Baba in a shady place. Now you're trying to drag him. And then you're calling me, brother pastor, please help me pray. Pray for what? Somebody needs to preach the gospel. Now you're spending years of pain and agony because brother Baba is used to nightclubs. Take note, not only do you need to find a man in the presence of God, another thing, brothers, you need to do to be a good father. You see, long before Adam met Eve, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, guess the second thing God put on him, work. I cannot stand a man Walking around without a job. You need, you need to get you a, a BMW, sisters. Black man working. If the Negro ain't get a job, tell him my pastor say you no good. You can quote me. You know they talk about me anyway, so I'm used to it. He was working. Why will you get you a man that ain't got no job and he's not looking? Now he's dropping you off at work with your car. And while you're trying to make a living, trying to keep the whole family afloat, he's driving you. The devil is alive. Somebody needs to preach this job. Number one, 
Get in the presence of God, brothers. Say, I got it. Number two, get a job. That's right, wife. Get a job. Get a job. Because you won't get a job, that's why all these sisters are having to work. And some of them work so much, now they're losing their beauty. Their hair is falling up. The makeup don't want. Don't, 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 don't push me now. Don't, don't. That's right. Because somebody won't do what they're called to do. The next thing you find in the word of God, God told Adam, not only do you need to work this garden, you say, take care of it. In other words, cultivate. Make it better. Hallelujah. Your job as a father is to take everything God entrusted in your hand and make it better. Including your children. Including your wife. Have you ever noticed ladies always ask you, what do you think? Because they are made that way. They want to learn from you. They want direction. Where are you going with this family? I thank God for women. They've always understood their position. But can you imagine if, if Elizabeth comes to me and says, what do you think? And then I say, what do you think? That's a big dummy, isn't it? She's asking me for direction. You're the foundation. You're holding this family together. Where are we going? And you don't have an answer. Cultivate. Some of you would tell me, well, uh, my wife just putting up so much weight. Cultivate her. Get up every morning. Say, baby, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Cultivate her. You don't like the way she dressed? Take her to the store. And pay for it. <laughs> I don't preach myself happy. Today is my wife's birthday, June 20th. And praise the Lord. And, and my children ask me and say, Daddy, we know you're busy. What, what are you getting for, for your wife? I say, I really haven't gotten anything. I was go, just going to write her a big check. They said, no, they said, no, 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 no. Let's get something. I said, that's fine with me. They said, what do you want? I said, whatever she wants. I said, don't matter how much. Go get it. How you listening to me? If you don't like the way she looks, fix it. Every one of your children, cultivate them. You are the roadmap. They're trying to see where you're heading. 
and they will follow you. That's right, Pastor, if you're going somewhere. Number one, I got, I got to stop. Number one, what did I say you need to do? Get in the presence of God. Every one of you, Father, find yourself in the church house. I don't care if you don't like this church, find you another church. We all need God. Without God, we can do absolutely nothing. Number two, what did I tell you to do? Get you a job. Get you a job. Number three, cultivate. Everything God trusted in you, make it better. Maximize the potential of what God. By the way, I wish I have time to get deep in it. God would never give you a finished product. He will give you something for you to make better, to work with. That's why I put you there. Cultivate. Perfect, that's a good word. Perfect what you're given. When I see kids that won't do right, you know what I'm thinking? That father did not cultivate. You know something else he told Adam to do? He said, God, protect what I trust in your hand. God, protect your family. Any devil trying to mess with your wife, they got to go through you. Are you feeling me? Any devil trying to mess with your children, they think just the Bible is not really complicated. Why do you think God gave you big bones? Why do you think God gave you muscle mass? It's not for you just to be, to be flashing your biceps and triceps and fixing your jerry curl and be dripping oil all over the place. Protect your house. Let the devil know you got to deal with me. Before you take my child, you, you got to deal with me. You're messing with my wife, you're messing with me. And you know something that I got to say this. My time is up. Bring my worship team back so, so, so I don't get in trouble. You know, one thing else you need to have is the word of God. Yeah. Where did I get that? Children, you see, when God wants to deal with mankind, he gave Adam the word. He did not give Eve the word. He gave Adam. He said, hey, boo, listen. You see that tree over there? Don't touch it. Don't mess with that. Everything else. Even Eve. Guess who gave Eve her name? It was Mr. Adam. The word was given to him. So when God gives you the word, 
By the way, you can't get the word if you're not in the presence of God. And when God gives you the word, guess what? Then it's your job to teach it to your children. It's your job to teach the word to your wife. Guess how he found out what to do, what not to do? Adam told her. So what's the idea? Hey, you're, you're short today. What, what happened? Okay. Now let me get back in, in the spirit. The portrait of a good man. Know who you are. Point one. You are source. Say a God. You are a sustainer. Say a God. You are what else? Foundation. Say a God. Then to make you effective on your job, get in the presence of God. At eating. Secondly, another thing you need to do is get your job. Thirdly, cultivate whatever. You see what I can speak from my heart. I really don't need no note for this summer. I'm walking in this anointing every day. Cultivate whatever God gives you. I used to have a problem with my wife. I hope I don't get in trouble sharing with you. But I say with utmost humility. And the trouble is that my wife helped all of us to get our education. But she sacrificed our own education. Are you listening to me, brother Jew? That's how we do it for motherland. Sacrifice. But after we all become whatever, I notice one problem. She doesn't feel comfortable in the circles that we move. She doesn't feel she fit in. I've been hanging around people like Paula Wise, T.D. Jakes, Creflo Dollar. Hey, she just couldn't fit in. I've been hanging around lawyers and doctors and judges. And I could feel her pain. I could feel her hurt. And those people sometimes they will come to me, they will walk past her. Can I be real? When I saw this problem, I know. You know, I always tell people they see the glory, but they don't know my story. The very person they're walking past by is the one that put all of us through to get our success. So guess what I have to do? I have to cultivate her. I have to encourage her, baby. You don't have to stay a housewife. You can go to school also. You have as much brain as every one of us. If your seed, these are seed from your womb. Whatever they got, they came. You, 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 you the one. And then little by little, she starts getting her education. You push her. You pay the bill. Pay the tuition. They say, baby, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Finally, she graduated. 
now. Anywhere we go, guess what? She speaks their language. She fits into any group. She's there to party, to celebrate, to socialize. Cultivate! You got the word, brothers. Teach it to your children. Teach it to your house. This book of the law, don't let it depart, that's right, sister. Meditate upon it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then, and only then, it will make your way prosper. And you will find good success. Everybody stand to your feet. Come on, give the Lord God a clap offering. I want to thank you for studying the word of God with me today. If you're here today and you say, Brother Pastor, I'm the one that you've been ministering to. And I need prayer. If you're home live streaming, there's a number under the screen. Dial that number. We've got ministers of the gospel sitting by the phone to pray with you. That's what this ministry is all about. Pastor Edison, come up here. That's my son in the Lord. And if you want to give your home live streaming, because we're, we're fixing to give, you say, how do I participate in that? Go to www.zionhill.com. There's opportunity for online giving. Those of you who are here, you want to give on your way out, uh, there are staffs, ushers by the door. Give as the Lord prosper you. It's between you and the good Lord. Nobody will ask you how much you give. It is completely confidential between you and God. But before you leave, I want to pray with you. I want God to make every one of us here a better father, a better mother, a better son, a better daughter. And maybe you're here, you don't even know Jesus. You say, Pastor, I, I like what I'm hearing. Where are all these coming from? Jesus is the reason for this season. Give your heart to the Lord. Invite him to come into your heart. And your life will never be the same again. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Pastor, you look good, son. Man, look at that. Take a picture for me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. My father in the ministry just said you might be here and don't know Jesus and the parties of your sins. So first of all, we want to address that. Then we want to pray for the dads and the moms. But first of all, every head bow, every eye closed. And if you don't know Jesus, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me, even online. Let's pray. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, forgive me of 
my sins. I ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. So somebody clap their hands and tell the Lord thank you. The Bible says that heaven rejoices when one soul is saved. So let's bow our heads again. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray over fathers throughout this nation, O oh God. And we pray, Father God, that you would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And Father God, that you would turn the children to the fathers. We pray, God, that every father under the sound of my voice, that you would bless them. That you would open doors of opportunity for them. The Bible said your eyes go to and fro throughout the earth that you might show yourself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards you. And Father God, our heads are not always in the right place, God, but our hearts are towards you, Father God. So Father God, stretch forth your hand to heal, deliver, and set free, oh God. And God, we thank you in advance for what you're about to do in the life of fathers, God. We pray, God, this this word fall on good ground. God, that we'll step forth and be the foundation of the fathers. We'll be the foundation of the household, God. We'll be the foundation of our community, Father God. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, for mothers. Those, God, that have had to stand in the place of fathers. We pray, God, that you would continue to strengthen them, oh God. God, that you would give them wisdom, Father God. And Father God, that you would lead them. That they would have a father for their household. The Bible says, he that finds a wife. He that finds a wife. Finds it a good thing. So God, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you the glory, God. We magnify you, oh God. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, oh God. You're worthy to be praised. Come on, clap your hands. Make some noise and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Can you lift it with us this morning and say, Abba, Abba.